0: Hey, have you got bare walls at home or in your office? Do you want to surround yourself with the majesty and inspiration of our mountains? I'm talking truly incredible photography of western North Carolina landscapes. RedRockPhotoNC.com. Stay tuned for details.
1: It's the Pete Calliner Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Calliner is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time.
0: Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. The show is made possible by folks like Bill and Joseph, Sarah and Barry and Les, Teresa and Terry, Daniel and Eric and Matthew and Patty and James. I appreciate uh, all of the support. They are patrons of the program. They became patrons to support the show, and you can too. And you can go to thepetecalendershow.com, click the link there to become a patron. You get access to exclusive content. We do our live streams, for example, every Thursday night at 7 p.m., so you get access to those by becoming a patron. Um, So I've got some audio from the president's address at Mount Rushmore on Friday, July the 3rd. And you would think, if you just read the reports uh, in the legacy media outlets, you would think that, um, I don't know, he was hosting a Klan rally. Seriously. Uh, You would also think that he spent a lot of time talking about Confederate monuments. uh, And he actually did not spend any time talking about Confederate monuments. But so is the state of our legacy media in this nation and it is sad what's also sad is not having a good mattress to sleep on which is why i want better things for you and i want you to go to my friends at mattress man Okay, they got four stores in the Asheville area, Asheville, Arden, Hendersonville. They do ship nationwide, so if you live outside the Asheville area and you want a bed from Mattress Man uh, to support a business that supports this show uh, and wants to be uh, your mattress provider, then uh, it's okay because they will ship it to you. They have five-star delivery service locally. They have a 120-day comfort guarantee. Experience the difference at Mattress Man and get great deals like the zero 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 deal they've extended it because uh it's such a great deal zero down zero percent apr so no interest for 24 months and then zero payments for 90 days all right uh also they got a deal on free adjustable bases when you purchase select mattresses adjustable bases are great for uh you know raising up the head to reduce snoring raising up the feet to improve circulation uh they also are offering a free box spring with the purchase of one of the Biltmore mattresses. They are called Biltmore mattresses because they are made for the Biltmore estate. The inn and the hotel, right? These are the beds in the Biltmore Hotel and the Inn. They're made by Restonic uh, in Fayetteville, so North Carolina made, and you're not going to find them anywhere else uh, in the Asheville area. The Biltmore collection by Restonic only at Mattress Man. Mattressman Stores.com is the website. Check out all of their inventory, all of the deals. Mattressmanstores.com buy local and sleep better. The legacy media is calling President Donald Trump's speech the other night at Mount Rushmore uh what they call it dark and divisive. Uh they called it uh overheated rhetoric was one of the other terms. This is from uh, the LA Times. They called it uh stoking the culture war. Um let's see here. New York Times. Uh, said a uh, fiery reboot of his reelection effort using the holiday and an uh, an official presidential address to mount a full-on culture war against a straw man version of the left that he portrayed as inciting mayhem and moving the country towards totalitarianism. (laughs) um, Have you all been watching what's been going on? I have. I've been watching for a while. It's kind of what I've been doing my entire adult life watching reporting commenting and such um, and uh, I can tell you that um the culture war is 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 on it, it, it's on I, I'm not sure folks at the New York Times are aware of this I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and just submit that you're ignorant uh, about the goings on in the the country you purport to cover but I would submit uh, that uh, the culture war is actually, it's going on now. It's been going on my entire adult life since I've been paying attention. Except now, I keep coming back to this uh, <clears throat> this line that was used by Trump supporters. And uh, you know, full disclosure, I mocked Trump supporters for saying this because it was uh, to me it was overly simplistic to the point of being trite, which is he fights. But he fights, right? None, of, nothing else mattered. The principles, right? The philosophy, none of it mattered. What they wanted was a fighter, and he fought. And they didn't care really what he was fighting about because they they felt like he was fighting for them, and that was enough. Okay, uh, that's what's happening still. I, I'm not sure. Again, these are people that are supposed to be paid to understand and and observe these goings-on in the country and then tell us what's happening and maybe provide some context, big-picture stuff, little-picture stuff, all of it. And they don't seem capable of doing it when it comes to Donald Trump. This is the same thing the guy's been doing from the beginning, right? He's fighting. And don't tell me that he's fighting a war that there's no other side to. This is... It's one of these things, it's almost like the Crusades, right? Um... Whenever you hear the Crusades mentioned in current uh, discussions, what is it always in reference to? The evil Christians, right? How the Christians conquered all this land and boo, Christians, right? As if there was nobody else fighting the wars, as if they just, like the Christians were just running around, murdering people, trying to steal all the land and such, Um, as if there wasn't another side that was doing very much the same thing. In fact, had it codified in their holy texts. So uh, this is the same thing going on with the culture war in America. They're pretending that there's no other side, and we can all see the other side. We've been talking about it for years. This is the disconnect that people, I think, who don't listen to talk radio and don't um, immerse themselves or even pay any attention to conservative media. This is the thing that they miss. They don't understand. Because we've been watching it, and so when these stories pop up about the grievance studies, and uh, the stories pop up on campus about these kangaroo courts that uh, you know take uh, an accusation and then you know expel a student and ruin that person's life and all this, like uh, which is a, you know complete miscarriage of justice. Um, when we started seeing these things, and you know the triggering and the the, the cry closets and the safe spaces participation trophies, critical race theory, all of these things that we've been talking about for 20 years, they're now released upon the general public. And either the legacy media reporters are so steeped in that ideology that they don't understand why anybody would be objecting to this stuff. You'd have to also couple that with a complete and utter ignorance of any of the opponent's positions on any of these topics, right? Uh, and these are the people, again, that are paid to inform us, that are paid to help shape the, the national narrative and understanding of particular topics. So uh, this culture war, they don't see it happening, I guess. They think it's not really that big of a deal. And what they are missing is that it actually is a really big deal. It's a really big deal, because the thing that we were predicting years ago, when they started with the statues, and it started with the Confederate statues, and I've said this too numerous times to count over the years, which is, what's the limiting principle? Where does it stop? And leftists, some of them would say, well, the Confederate monuments. So that's it, just the Confederate ones. We tear down all the Confederate monuments, and that's it, that's where it stops, well, it's a good start. thats I'll never forget the conversation I had uh, with a, a North Carolina uh, Democrat about this, and that's what he said, that uh, oh, thats it's a good place to start. Well, okay, so that's not a limiting principle, right? <clears throat> that's a beginning principle. That's that's a launch point. It's, it's the starting point, literally what you just said. It's a good place to start. Okay, so where does it end? So does it end at slaveholders? Which is an interesting question. If you ever get a chance to debate this topic, just ask You know, approach it like that. So what's the limiting principle? And if they can't articulate it or they say something like Confederates only, okay, well then uh, what about the monuments? So, I, you know, the Confederate soldiers who didn't own slaves, we tear those down because they were part of the traitors and all that. So we tear those monuments down. Okay. uh, But what about uh, monuments to slave owners, right? That that came before the Confederacy, because that's who we're talking about now. That's who we're talking about now. And now we're talking about founding fathers. And so when uh, Donald Trump said in 2016, I believe it was, um, or 2015, he he said, you know, you're going to go after Thomas Jefferson. And everybody's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he would say nobody's going after Thomas Jefferson. And now they're going after Thomas Jefferson. And and other people like Abraham Lincoln, the guy who literally freed the slaves, they're going to tear down his monuments. There was a statue of Frederick Douglass that was... Uh, torn down over the weekend. Frederick Douglass, black abolitionist, freed slave. Torn down. So here's, I put together this uh, audio montage. I consider it to be the high points of the speech. I cut out a lot of the, uh, he spent a lot of time, the president spent a lot of time in this address going over uh, some of the historical things that the four people on Mount Rushmore did, right? So you had uh, uh, Washington, Washington, and Jefferson, and uh, Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt. And so those are the four heads, and so he uh, talks a little bit about each of them. I cut I cut a lot of that stuff out because I'm trying to bury our history. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I just, you know, if you want to learn about those guys, you can learn about them, but I'm not going to play the entire 40-minute speech that the president delivered. I thought he did a good job with it. Again, reading off the teleprompter, not his strongest suit, uh, but uh, I thought he did a, a good job, and I thought what he... Whoever the the script writer was, did a fantastic job, I think, of of creating a message that was uh, easy to see for its unifying attractiveness, its appeal to unification, but also gave the people who don't want to be unified, gave them an escape hatch to jump down. And that's precisely what Legacy Media did. That's precisely what people did. They're like, I don't want to be unified. That's the thing that gets me on all of this. If you don't want to be American anymore, there are plenty of other opportunities out there on the planet for you to go to to become an American. If you don't like the country, why are you here? If you don't like the ideals of the country, why are you here? This, isn't, this shouldn't be a hard concept. Just because America and Americans have not lived up to uh, the promise of the founders' uh, ideals doesn't mean that those ideals are wrong and you should want to we should all want to be in line together for those ideals but it seems like a lot of people don't want to be for some reason and i'm not sure why except that they're marxists we're going to get to that here are the highlights of trump's speech from july 3rd at mount rushmore
2: in our schools our newsrooms even our corporate boardrooms there is a new far-left fascism that demands absolute allegiance. If you do not speak its language, perform its rituals, recite its mantras, and follow its commandments, then you will be censored, banished, blacklisted, persecuted, and punished. This left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American Revolution. In so doing, they would destroy the very civilization that rescued billions from poverty, disease, violence, and hunger, and that lifted humanity to new heights of achievement, discovery, and progress. To make this possible, they are determined to tear down every statue, symbol, and memory of our national heritage. True. That's very true, actually. That is why I am deploying federal law enforcement to protect our monuments, arrest the rioters, and prosecute offenders to the fullest extent of the law. Our people have a great memory. They will never forget the destruction of statues and monuments to George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, abolitionists, and many others. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats in every case is the predictable result of years of extreme indoctrination and bias, and education, journalism, and other cultural institutions. Against every law of society and nature, our children are taught in school to hate their own country and to believe that the men and women who built it were not heroes, but that were villains. The radical view of American history is a web of lies. All perspective is removed, every virtue is obscured, every motive is twisted, every fact is distorted, and every flaw is magnified until the history is purged and the record is disfigured beyond all recognition. This movement is openly attacking the legacies of every person on Mount Rushmore. They defile the memory of Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Roosevelt. Today, we will set history and history's records straight. Before these figures were immortalized in stone, they were American giants in full flesh and blood, gallant men whose intrepid deeds unleashed the greatest leap of human advancement the world has ever known. Tonight I will tell you and most importantly the youth of our nation the true stories of these great great men. From head to toe George Washington represented the strength, grace and dignity of the American people. From a small volunteer force of citizen farmers He created the Continental Army out of nothing and rallied them to stand against the most powerful military on Earth. Through eight long years, through the brutal winter at Valley Forge, through setback after setback on the field of battle, he led those patriots to ultimate triumph. No movement that seeks to dismantle these treasured American legacies can possibly have a love of America at its heart. Can't happen. No person who remains quiet at the destruction of this resplendent heritage can possibly lead us to a better future. The radical ideology attacking our country advances under the banner of social justice, but in truth it would demolish both justice and society. It would transform justice into an instrument of division and vengeance, and it would turn our free and inclusive society into a place of repression, domination, and exclusion. They want to silence us, but we will not be silenced. We believe in equal opportunity, equal justice, and equal treatment for citizens of every race, background, religion, and creed. Every child of every color, born and unborn, is made in the holy image of God. We want free and open debate not speech codes and cancel culture. We embrace tolerance, not prejudice. We support the courageous men and women of law enforcement. We will never abolish our police or our great second amendment, which gives us the right to keep and bear arms. We believe that our children should be taught to love their country, honor their history, and respect our great American flag. We stand tall, we stand proud, and we only kneel to almighty God. This is who we are. This is what we believe. And these are the values that will guide us as we strive to build an even better and greater future. Those who seek to erase our heritage want Americans to forget our pride and our great dignity so that we can no longer understand ourselves or America's destiny. In toppling the heroes of 1776, they seek to dissolve the bonds of love and loyalty that we feel for our country and that we feel for each other. Their goal is not a better America, Their goal is to end America. In its place, they want power for themselves. But just as patriots did in centuries past, the American people will stand in their way, and we will win, and win quickly and with great dignity. We will never let them rip America's heroes from our monuments or from our hearts. By tearing down Washington and Jefferson, these radicals would tear down the very heritage for which men gave their lives to win the Civil War. They would erase the memory that inspired those soldiers to go to their deaths, singing these words of the battle hymn of the Republic. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free, while God is marching on. They would tear down the principles that propelled the abolition of slavery and ultimately around the world ending an evil institution that had plagued humanity for thousands and thousands of years, our opponents would tear apart the very documents that Martin Luther King used to express his dream and the ideas that were the foundation of the righteous movement for civil rights. My fellow Americans, it is time to speak up loudly and strongly and powerfully and defend the integrity of our country.
0: So going back to the criticisms that the media heaped upon Trump for the speech, calling it divisive and dark, was that divisive and dark? Think about what it tells you uh, about the person saying such a thing that they believe it is divisive to identify uh, the attack from within that has been occurring from cultural Marxists and ideological Marxists, right? This fight is occurring. This is happening. We are not insane. We are not crazy. We are not making this up. We're not paranoid that, oh my gosh, I can't believe like you're, you're thinking that this is a legitimate threat. Yeah, no, it is. It has been happening. We're not making this up. We're not paranoid. This has been occurring. We've brought you stories over the years, 20 years I've been doing this, and uh, year after year after year, presenting story after story after story, and uh, oh, you know, all this time, conservatives have essentially uh, walked off the battlefield and uh, not fought the cultural wars, because let's be honest, there were a lot of Republicans in leadership that did not want to fight the culture war, because they it made them feel icky, and I don't know if I want to... You know, throw my lot in with these Christian people that are like evangelicals and stuff. For real, there's been a lot of that sentiment in a lot of the Republican uh, uh, leadership over the years. And that's what Trump represented a break from, right? That he fights, that he says, no, this is a culture war. I see the enemy clearly and I'm going to fight them. And this is coming from a person, me, Uh, who did not vote for Donald Trump. But I recognize the value he brings in the fight. Have you ever seen a photo of the Blue Ridge Mountains so stunning that you couldn't look away? Well, that was me when I first saw Stacy Redmond's work at RedRockPhotoNC.com. Stacy is from Western North Carolina, shooting landscapes for two decades after he realized life is short. You don't get time back. So do what you love. Don't regret not spending time with family or chasing your dream. His work is brilliant, striking, and easily affordable for any space. See for yourself at RedRockPhotoNC.com. Use promo code Pete for 20% off. That's RedRockPhotoNC.com. Have you been trying to set up or improve your business's website? It can be overwhelming for any of us. I know it was for me. So let my friend Schaefer Smith at Schaefer Smith Design help you with logos, graphics, photos, and online stores, search engine optimization, website maintenance, and security. For professional services, corporate, small business, and entrepreneurs, Schaefer Smith Design. Make your site look professional and user-friendly for your customers and you so you can adapt quickly. SchaeferSmith.com. That's SchaeferSmith.com. The show is also made possible by Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team. Current events have impacted us all in many different ways, and maybe you need to sell your house, but you're thinking, I don't want the traffic coming through my house right now. Well, Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team, they've got investors ready to tour your home virtually and potentially make a cash offer, saving you the hassle and stress of buyers having to walk through your home. Start out with a video consult with Rowena Patton. She's the only agent I would call if I'm buying or selling a house. You should, too. Call her today. 333-4483, 333-4483 mountainhomehunt.com and start packing. The show is also made possible by Old Grouch's military surplus. Are you ready for disaster? Do you need some advice? Are you looking for military surplus that's real? For more than 3 decades, the answer has been Old Grouch's military surplus in downtown Clyde. It's an old-school traditional store with a mix of modern and vintage items. See my friend Tim, he'll hook you up. He gets new stuff all the time, American made because it's real military surplus. Camo shirts, hats, dog tags, gear, old Grouches on Main Street, downtown Clyde, across the street from the anti aircraft gun, and at oldgrouch.com. President Donald Trump gave a speech at Mount Rushmore on Friday, July 3rd, that was very tough on the woke left, while largely celebrating America, its founders, its ideals, freedom, its capacity for self renewal, its astonishing variety of geniuses, adventurers, warriors, inventors, and great musicians and athletes. Then his speech ended, and the press piled on with one of its most unhinged and dishonest performances of his presidency which is saying something. These are the words of Rich Lowry at National Review. He cites the Associated Press headline, uh, quote, Trump pushes racial division, flouts virus rules at Rushmore. CNN said the commander-in-chief is attempting to drag America backward, stirring fear of cultural change while flouting the most basic scientific evidence among disease, or about disease transmission. The opening of a Washington Post report struck a similar note. President Trump's unyielding push to preserve Confederate symbols and the legacy of white domination crystallized by his harsh denunciation of the racial justice movement Friday night. Um, It has unnerved Republicans who have long enabled him, but now fear losing power and forever associating their party with his racial animus. The Post wrote this, even though the Rushmore speech did not mention Confederate monuments. It's also worth underlining that none of these pieces uh, were columns. They were not written as op-eds. No, no, these all purported to be straight news written by straight news reporters. Yeah, it's shameful. It's ridiculous. Where was the hate in this speech? That's what they said. This was a hateful speech. So where was the hate? I watched it twice, actually. I detected no hate. Defending American ideals of life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, right? These are the founding principles, equality under the law. Right? These are not hateful statements or beliefs or ideals. Everybody should unite behind them. And if you don't want to unite behind these ideals, pound sand Go somewhere else. I have never been a love-it-or-leave-it kind of a a person. I find it to be, look, you want to stay and you want to try to fix what's wrong with your own place, that's better, that's preferable than just running away. But at some point, you have to understand the founding principles cannot be changed. Otherwise, they are no longer founding principles, right? You're advocating the removal of some principles and replacing them with other principles. And your other principles are Marxist. And I object. I will fight you on that plan because that's not what this experiment is about. If you want to try a Marxist uh, experiment, there are plenty of opportunities out there on the planet that you can go and uh, check out and see for yourself. I'd recommend Venezuela. They're doing a bang-up job of it say what you want about the speech, Rich Lowry writes. Uh, You can say that, you know, Trump's tweets matter more than anything he reads from a teleprompter, or that he doesn't have the credibility to make this kind of a speech. Uh, But what you can't say is that it was racially divisive, because it wasn't. In fact, he even proposed, did you hear this, The, the National Garden of Statues? Okay, like, they already did something like that. They put like busts of the presidents all over someplace and like nobody went to see them and the whole thing like fell apart. Anyway, um, you can say that this is, you know, a gimmicky uh, kind of idea and uh, just has a random list of people that would be honored. Uh, But the idea is actually a version of a compromise proposal that is usually floated. I'm an advocate of it as well, which is don't tear down what we have, but build more. Right, Put up more statues to people that you'd like to honor. But I understand that uh, to people whose prime mission is iconoclasm, is destruction, it's not about building anything. It's simply about tearing down. So when you present this as an alternative idea, as a solution, because you know me, I'm all about solutions— Uh, Why don't we add some more statues? How about let's put some other statues up around our state capital and around government buildings and such? Why don't we have more art that actually looks like art that actually makes people say, oh, wow, look at that. That's beautiful. Somebody took a lot of time and had a lot of, uh, you know, talent and skill to make that piece of artwork. And it doesn't look like a piece of trash that's paid for by, you know, a government 1% allocation of the budget that uh, is used to support some you know, kid with a cry closet and puts together some scrap metal and calls it some weird name and then, oh, that's art. No, no, no. I'm saying actual statues of people that we want to honor part of our collective American history. But when you present this argument to people or this solution to people whose only mission and only idea is to tear down, they cannot fathom creation. They cannot fathom creating something to support. All they're about is opposition that's it. That's all they're about. This is why people—it's one of the frustrations a lot of folks are having right now—that uh, I've sort of been, you know, dealing with my entire adult life because of my profession. And so I—I I, I, maybe I'm, you know, here to like give you this advice, people who are uh, finding it very difficult to navigate social media and the workplace and all this stuff. You have to understand that the people who are uh, making these demands of everybody right now. Okay, They're not actually interested in solving anything, and they're not actually interested in solutions or uh, unity. And that is evident from the reaction to this speech. They're not interested in unity or solutions. They're only interested in dividing and the revolution. That's all this is about. That's it. Because if they were interested in unifying, this speech could have been unifying. Because all it did was celebrate American heroes. So what are you saying that we're not allowed to have American heroes any longer? Is that the idea that it, or is it just because Trump says it? Because when Bernie Sanders visited Mount Rushmore, what three years ago, four years ago, CNN, I mean, they did a whole big story on it. Look at Bernie Sanders, he's here at Mount Rushmore, isn't it grand? You know, there was no talk about the Lakota Indian tribe, stolen land, anything like that. The proposed list of statues, by the way, uh, for this, uh, this garden, this monument garden, <clears throat> by the way, uh, Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, Booker T. Washington. So the garden idea isn't racially divisive either. Rich Lowry says part of what's going on here is a simple reaction to anything Trump says or does. But there is a deeper factor at work. The media presumes that it must necessarily be wrong to criticize a racial justice movement. That's at the heart of this, and this is why I have. Uh, I, I understand why people say, you know, you have to say Black Lives Matter. Okay, first off, my contrarian nat- uh, nature is that no, I'm not going to say something just because you demand I say it. Uh, but the other thing is, well, what Black Lives Matter uh, slogan are you talking about? Wh- what are you? Wh- what are you demanding that I adhere to? Is it, is it the the organization, or is it the concept? Like, what is it? I'm going to get to that in a minute. First, we've got Tammy Duckworth. She is a uh, U.S. senator. She was on CNN State of the Union with Dana Bash over the weekend. And uh, well, here, I'll just play the audio. It's about statues. Uh, President
3: Trump gave a speech at Mount Rushmore Friday night. He talked about the importance of preserving historical monuments. Take a listen.
2: Our nation is witnessing a merciless campaign to wipe out our history, to fame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children.
3: Senator, I know that you support changing the name of military bases named after Confederate leaders, but there are leaders like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson who were slave owners, and some people are demanding that their monuments come down too. So in your view, where does it end? Should statues, for example, of George Washington come down?
1: Well, let me just say that we should start off by having a national dialogue on it um, at some point. But right now we're in the middle of a global pandemic.
0: Okay, no, actually, no, I'm not interested in having a national conversation about tearing down statues of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson or any of the other founding fathers. Not interested in it. No, Abe Lincoln, Mount Rushmore, not interested in having that conversation actually at all. Nope. So now what? You demand that I talk about something, I'm not willing to talk about it, though, because I'm not taking them down. I'm, you're never going to get me to agree to tear down statues of the founding fathers of this country, because I know why you want them down. It's not because they own slaves. You're trying to get at the fundamental principles of American society, of what this whole experiment is about. And and to be clear, this is simply an experiment, right? Self-governing and... Uh, Say this belief that we are able as citizens to uh, to essentially you know govern ourselves and elect our own leaders and have input into the creation of laws and that we are all equal and no one should be above the law and nobody gets special privileges and titles of nobility and such uh, like these were brand new concepts and the ideals of life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness that these are God given innate rights. That, that, that you don't get these from GovCo, you have them as a human being. We all have them. Does this mean that we have fallen short? Uh, of course. We're humans. And any man-made structure that we build, it's going to f- have problems. It's going to crumble. It's going to have its uh, its limitations. Of course. But that's not a reason to abandon the very best of the bad systems that have existed on this planet. And I truly believe that this is the very best of bad systems. That's uh, and, and that's all you're ever going to get, by the way, folks. That's all we're ever going to get because we're human beings and we're fallible and we're not perfect. So we can create as, something as best we can and try to, you know, keep it going with fixes here and there. But people are bad. They act badly and uh, you want to try to limit their ability then to um, to impact other people like that. And I look at the course of this country's history, and I think we've made improvements. And that's a good trajectory to be on. Marxism, bad trajectory. Very, very bad trajectory. Get off of that trajectory. <laughs> that's a bad one. Um, needless to say... Most Americans, this is a pundit at Hot Air, saying we won't be listening uh, to this argument for just memory holing Washington and Jefferson uh, as some sort of year zero Jacobin purge. YouGov asked recently, should statues of American presidents who were slaveholders like Washington, Jefferson and Jackson, should they be removed? Get this. The total yes survey results, 17 percent. That's it. 17%. 62% say no. 21% say they're not sure. You break it down by uh, partisan ID. Who wants the statues removed? And you care to guess? Right. Not even Democrats, actually. Not even Democrats. Granted, the Republicans are 86% no, don't tear them down, and 8% yes, and 7% not sure. Among independents, It's 64% that say no. 23% say they're not sure. 13% say, yeah, take them down. And for Democrats, it's 44% say no. Leave them up. 24% say they're not sure. 32% say, yes, take them down. So a third of Democrats say, yes, take down statues of the Founding Fathers. So don't tell me that this isn't a war that's being fought right now. You have one third of one of the major, of the Biggest political party by voter registration in America, right? Republicans may hold more offices, but uh, Democrats have more more registered voters in in their party. And a third of them, a third, one out of three, say tear down all statues of any slaveholder founding father. Tear them all down. I do like the uh, fact that, what, a quarter of them, a quarter of Democrats say they're not sure. So, yeah, I mean, I guess what that means is, like, I could be persuaded via peer pressure, shaming, or outright threats. So, you know, you come at me with any of that, I might be on the, yeah, take him down side. Uh, Ala Pundit says he cannot understand how uh, uh, Tammy Duckworth shifted in 30 seconds from don't take the bait on the culture war distractions to Mount Rushmore was stolen from native people, you know that's what she does so you heard her first answer and she says we need a national conversation but really this is about the pandemic and how dare the president do this without mentioning COVID 19 and pandemic and everybody that's died and all of that and then dana bash offers her another opportunity to take a swing at this and
1: our one of our ally one of our um uh, countries that are opposed to us russia has put a bounty on american troops heads. What really struck me about the speech that the president gave at Mount Rushmore was that he spent more time uh, worried about uh, honoring dead Confederates than he did talking about the lives of our American, the 130,000 Americans who lost their lives to COVID-19, or um, by warning Russia off of the bounty they're putting on Americans' heads. I mean, his his priorities are all wrong here. He should be talking about what we're going to do to overcome this pandemic what are we going to do to push russia back and instead so, he, he had no time for that he spent all his time talking about dead traitors. so that might
0: okay so this was her first response right dead traitors. he spent all his time talking about dead traitors and uh confederate uh monuments he didn't talk about either of those he didn't talk about either of those in the speech also maybe i don't know call me crazy but maybe july 4th celebrations maybe a speech at mount rushmore Maybe there was a time to just say, you know what? Hey, guys, it's worth celebrating this great experiment called America. Let's celebrate this thing that we have been given and that we are stewards of protecting, right? Because we are. We are stewards of protecting the greatest system ever devised by man. So um, maybe that's worth celebrating tonight and maybe just for tonight tonight. Maybe we just kind of say, "Hey, you know what? Let's watch some fireworks. Let's uh, let's celebrate our American heroes, and uh, let's watch some uh, uh, some fighter jets fly overhead." And that's okay. We can do that, right? But again, to people who are simply all about destruction, they cannot fathom the optimism and the creation uh, that I think this event was about. So uh, then Dan- here's Dana Bash's follow up for Tammy D- uh, Senator Duckworth.
3: Me, me true, but George Washington, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would call him a traitor. And there are <laughs> moves by some to remove uh, statues of him. Is that a good idea?
1: I think we should listen to everybody. I think we should listen to, to the argument there. But remember that the president at Mount Rushmore was standing on ground that was stolen from Native Americans who had actually been given that land during a treaty. Um, And again, let's talk about the greater context of where we are in our country right now. We should be talking about the fact that COVID-19 is experiencing a resurgence. And both this president and the man he put in charge of the uh, pandemic response team, um, the vice president, have both failed miserably at their jobs. I'm more worried about the 130,000 who have lost their lives recently and the thousands and thousands more Americans who are currently sick than I am about um, you know the our historical past we need to talk about what we're doing now to bring this country off of the brink of chaos that it's in
0: right so uh essentially she's saying um uh, that all of the the woke mobs that are tearing down statues she doesn't care she doesn't care about any of that and then you're gonna that same sort of mindset because by the way the the media the woke media they don't care either right uh, except uh maybe to you know champion the effort um uh, and then they're going to turn around and tell us that uh, our reaction to seeing these things is somehow paranoid or uh, it's just uh, we're making too much out of it. Oh, Why are you fighting the culture wars like that's even a thing anymore? We've settled all that with gay marriage. Come on now. Right. No, no. See, the culture war now is about Marxism. Marxists have been trying to take over America since Marxism was developed right and and the philosophy of Marxism, Lenin, uh, Leninism and Marxism uh has been you know permeating societies all over the planet since its inception in the early what late 1800s, early 1900s. So don't tell me that this is something that we're all just imagining. okay? Revolutions occur. America is not immune from it just because of its name or its history or uh, its uh, system of government. It can' happen here. And this is why, when I came across a, uh, there's a friend of mine on Facebook, and uh, they were uh, responding to, uh, she was responding to a comment uh, that somebody made about, you know, the president's speech. And she wrote that uh, the word patriotism has been hijacked. Uh, These were, these are not fans of Donald Trump. And the comment just made me sad. It just made me sad. Because... Why would you think the word patriotism or patriot, why would you think that that word cannot apply to you? She's, she's on the left. She's a Democrat. Why would you think that the word doesn't apply to you? Why would you be afraid to call yourself a patriot? Why would you think that that word has some sort of meaning or baggage associated with it? Do you love America? I think that's all that counts. Sincerely, honestly, I think that's all that matters. Do you love the country? And when I ask that question of do you love the country, I mean, yeah, I'm talking about the people, although they do make it hard. <laughs> right. I mean, God said to love thy neighbor. He didn't say we had to like them. That's OK. But um, it's, do you do you love the the nation? And what is the nation? It's its people. Right. But it's also its ideals because we and that's what makes America different than basically every other place on the planet. Is that it wasn't really it wasn't about the blood and soil the land just for the land's sake right it was about an ideal, and we can all unify around that idea, or we cannot. And if we're not going to unify around the idea, then the experiment's over, right? There's no point to it now. And so if you think that uh, that you can't claim the mantle of patriotism because your your opponent your political opponent is um, is considering himself or herself to be a patriot too, and you don't want to be confused with that person. Like, that says more about you, right? Your inability to unify. And this is what's so destructive about this cultural Marxism and this revolutionary mindset. Because, again, Marxism requires there to be an opponent. Marxism requires black hats and white hats, good guys and bad guys, right? It requires this. Because without it, you've got nobody to overthrow. You have nobody to blame for the problems that you, the White Hats, are wearing, right? You're the good guys, and so you're going to uh, ride in to save everybody from the bad guys. So if you can't articulate who the bad guys are, then there's no reason for you for your existence, for your ideology. So that's what cultural Marxism relies on. Critical race theory, it relies on this uh, intersectionalism, it relies on... Uh, uh, Was it racial justice? It relies on... These are all used to advance cultural Marxism because it's about division. And I don't know how you think the word patriot is somehow not applicable to people on the left. Like you don't want to be called a patriot among lefties. Again, that says a lot more about you than it does about your political opponents. William Jacobson from Cornell Law School also known as uh, the founder of LegalInsurrection.com. He wrote a piece, I think this was at the New York Post, called The Bloodletting and Wilding is Part of an Agenda to Tear Down the Country. This was uh, early June uh, last month, so when all of the riots and such were in uh, full throat. The fury vented on the streets, he says, is not about George Floyd. His death was the spark, but the fire had been planned for two generations. We should be clear what's happening, he says. It's not a protest over the death of George Floyd. Um, This has been a long time coming, at least a generation, maybe two. The left methodically has taken control of key institutions, to implement an anti-American, anti-capitalist agenda. You send your kids to public schools and college where they're taught from their earliest years that America and capitalism are the sources of evil in the world, uh, that we are a systematically racist society that consumes black and brown bodies, while socialist and communist systems are more equal and fair. It's all a lie, but it's a lie told by the teachers, professors, and administrators with power. There's a concerted effort, funded by leftist billionaires and high-tech companies to control what you uh, what you can say and to silence you through mob action or social media throttling if you get out of line law enforcement system is being undermined um, you got Hollywood the music industry the television industry it's all gone to the left right all this time you've seen bits and pieces and figured that while you might not agree it wasn't a threat to our existence. Well, the wilding and looting should be our wake-up call. When seconds counted, the police were pulled back by the politicians. The goal is to destroy capitalism and to seek revenge. The Black Lives Matter movement founded... Based on fraudulent narratives of the Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown cases, uh, this, this BLM movement is led by anti-American, anti-capitalist activists. They have concocted a false narrative of mass murder of blacks at the hands of cops, even when the statistics show otherwise. They will exploit George Floyd's death mercilessly to drive that agenda. And they will have some success, because all the institutions previously listed, they're all behind These narrative creators, right, there needs to be a massive and relentless tracking down of the people who helped coordinate the violence. Um, Say no to Democrat states and cities that are seeking federal bailouts for their own mismanagement. He says, I wish I had a long term solution, uh, but he doesn't. But there is a ray of light. He said most of the country did not riot and did not loot. Most of the people in the country don't hate capitalism, and they don't want a Marxist revolution. Most of the country still loves the country. Don't lose sight of that. If after two generations, the radical left were not able to beat patriotism out of most Americans, then there is still a chance. For all of you people who thought that Colin Kaepernick was uh, protesting uh, police brutality by taking a knee during the national anthem... Uh, This weekend also proved that lie to be what it is because the former NFL star and activist marked July 4th by sharing a video of actor James Earl Jones reciting Frederick Douglass's historic uh, speech called What to the Slave is the 4th of July? I actually quoted uh, a piece of this speech uh, last month talking about the Juneteenth celebrations. Kaepernick tweeted that video out. And he says, quote, black people have been dehumanized, brutalized, criminalized and terrorized by America for centuries and are expected to join your commemoration of, quote, independence while you enslaved our ancestors. We reject your celebration of white supremacy and look forward to liberation for all. Okay, that is a frontal assault on the concept of America. It's not about see this what I mean. It's not about police brutality. It's one component. It was a protest against America, right? He's telling you this. It's very clear. Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors, she said in a newly this is a newly surfaced video. Uh, it was shot back in 2015. Uh, she was doing an interview, and um, she said on this in the interview that she and her fellow organizers are quote trained Marxists. Um, she was the protege of Eric Mann. Eric Mann was a former agitator of the Weather Underground domestic terrorist organization, who spent years absorbing the Marxist-Leninist ideology uh, that shaped her worldview. The first thing she says, I think, is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Myself and Alicia, talking about Alicia Garza, and one of the other of the three co-founders. Um, so this is Colors and, uh, and Garza, uh, she says, in particular, are, quote, trained organizers. We are trained Marxists. We are super versed on ideological theories. And I think that what we really tried to do is build a movement that could be utilized by many, many black folks. This is what she told the Real News Network back in 2015. So, yes, the Black Lives Matter movement founded by and run by trained Marxists. That's what they tell you listen to them when they tell you that's a wrap for this episode i appreciate you listening remember subscribe to the podcast give it a positive review i appreciate that and maybe consider becoming a patron of the program thanks for the support talk to you later don't break anything while i'm gone